Welcome to Res Talk, your source for the latest news, opinions, and training from top building performance, rating, and auditing experts. Here's your host, committed building science enthusiast and registered professional engineer, Bill Spohn. Welcome back to another episode of the Res Talk Podcast. It's the goal of the Res Talk Podcast to communicate late breaking news and thoughtful insights into the broad array of topics across the rapidly expanding world of residential energy ratings. I'm your host, Bill Spone. Today I'll be joined by Tim Carter of Alabama Power and Sean Ritchie of Georgia Power. They're both with the Southern Companies. They're going to join us today to talk about two very forward-thinking, smart neighborhood projects that address grid balancing and consumer engagement, amongst many other objectives. They're going to talk about how these two new home programs are looking beyond just asset-based performance into considering many other factors, including time and location-based value of efficiency, as well as the non-energy benefits that flow from an integrated, connected, that means a two-way communicating home. So we'll really be talking about a futuristic topic. Hope you find this interesting and enjoyable, and I know I did across the course of the interview. So let's listen in as Tim and Sean talk about the connected house of the future. How are you guys doing today? Right. Doing great. Good. And it sounds like you're in different locations. Tell me about that. Where do you work from, Sean? So I am based out of Birmingham, Alabama at the Alabama Power Corporate Headquarters. And Tim, where are you working from? Atlanta and the Georgia Power Corporate Headquarters as well. So for those of people that aren't familiar listening, tell us a little bit about the Southern Company. Is that a collection of different utility companies? It is. We're subsidiaries of Southern Company which is uh, has several companies under the umbrella of Southern Company. So we're uh, two of the larger parts of the company, but there are there other uh, affiliates as well, other subsidiaries in addition to Alabama and Georgia Power. And the topic we're talking about today is the integrated home. That's about connectivity, interactive, interoperable, and efficient. And I think sort of the efficient tie-in is why it's on the Res Talk podcast, why we're talking about it here today. But tell me about the one of the connected aspects of it? How does a home of the future, or maybe the home of the present, how is it connected from a utility and an energy standpoint? I'll take that question. Kind of our goal as a company when Smart Neighborhood kind of evolved was to design and build a first-of-its-kind living laboratory to help APC, Georgia Power, Southern Company, prepare for future grid needs. And the way that home automation is going, the way that distributed energy resources are coming online, How do we operate within those realms? And so both projects, the Alabama Power Project and the Georgia Power Project, are research projects to help us better understand what we may see in the future and what we can learn from these projects to put in place for different use cases that we learn to optimize cost, reliability, and reduce some environmental impacts with community-scale microgrid or rooftop solar and battery storage. There's at least two projects going on, one in Georgia and one in Alabama. That's correct? Correct. That is correct. So tell me a little about, it's called the Reynolds Landing Project in Alabama. I guess that would be Tim? Actually, that's Sean's uh, oh, side. Sorry. <laughs> the uh, Altus of the Quarter is our partnership with Pulte. So yeah, I'll be glad to share that after Sean kind of gives you a little background on Reynolds. Okay, please. So Bill, when we're looking at research, a lot of times in a lab case scenario, we can get one or two homes that we pilot different technologies on. And what we really wanted was a large-scale research project where we could demonstrate what high-performance homes with connected technologies so we could see how they operated. 
And our goal as a utility is not only to look at today's customer, but look at the customer 20 years down the road. And so we tried to set these homes up in a manner in which we thought that the codes and the standard home construction would be 20 years down the road for the state of Alabama. So with that, we wanted to demonstrate distributed energy resources, having a microgrid on site that's connected back to the neighborhood, that's providing that energy back to the neighborhood, and also homes that could talk to the grid based on the home's needs, which energy sources from a cost perspective is the best way to serve that home at that point in time and that customer at that point in time. So basically what we have is a live-in laboratory of 62 homes. It's a two-year program for us to collect the data from these homes and these homeowners. So with the 62 homes, can you detail out just a few, just the higher level details of what you projected for the differences in codes 20 years down the road? What do you think is going to be happening in those homes? As you know, codes from West Coast to East Coast are kind of all over the board. Some are much more progressive than others. And for us, we're looking at these homes ended up with a HERS index of around 45 on average. And that's not including any of the solar components, just the building technologies itself. So looking from a a building envelope perspective, we started out with uh, two by six walls with an R24 blown in blanket insulation. I'll couple that with triple pane windows. Radiant barrier roof decking with an R49 attic blue, uh, high efficiency heat pump water heater, along with uh, variable capacity heat pumps to heat and cool the home. And so we really tried to, to reach out and make sure that we got the energy consumption down on these homes, but also as these technologies evolve, what could be standard? And we feel like these will probably be standard 20 years down the road here in this area. That makes sense. So the 62 homes, are they slowly being occupied and sold or how is that working along? So this was a very fast-moving project. We opened up sales, and I say we, we partnered with Signature Homes as the home builder, and they opened up sales. These homes sold out in about six months, and then the construction lasted a little over 11 months from start to finish. So in July, we will have had basically one year of data from all the occupants in these homes. And when I say one year of data, we're doing circuit-level monitoring on every circuit in the home, as well as we're having individual meetings with the customers on a monthly basis to help understand the customer needs of these homes and and how they're operating them and the do's and don'ts and what we could have done better to understand our customer a little bit better. So besides building a very nice home from what it sounds like, was there any other incentives that you had to have for people to come forward and decide to make a purchase? So doing a project like this, and Tim can weigh in on on theirs as well, but doing a project like this, it's not just something that Alabama Power could do with the builder. We had to have multiple partnerships in place. So different partners on the project, they offer different things, different components, different products, different concessions. But Southern Company, Oak Ridge National Labs, Carrier, EPRI, Ream, Vivid Smart Home, and Samsung were all part of the project partners to make this thing a reality for us. So While the incentive to this program for us to be able to collect a couple years worth of data, they did get some upgraded features that you would not get in a standard home. Sure. So how was the customer appreciation? Did they understand what they were getting? Did you have to educate them or provide them resources? Because that's always a big hurdle sometimes to cover when we're talking about these things. It's these invisible factors. We had an agreement with a builder that before the homes would have a contract written, each one of the prospective home buyers would go through basically an hour presentation. And we did presentations back to back for a day with a backlog of customers that they had and went through the details, all the nuts and bolts of the project, what we would be looking at 
some of the research that we were trying to get from it and for them to know that the research would be evolving as we learned the research would be evolving. And so we tried to make sure we were as transparent as possible on the front end with our customers and the homeowners as to what we were going to be doing. This is a first of its kind research project in the Southeast. And there's some things that we know and there's things that we don't know. And we just try to be fully transparent. And we were received very well. We had had a, like I say, the house sold in six months, a little over six months. And so that's a good indication that there was not a lot of hurdles to, uh, to get buy-ins brought. And for that massive number of homes, 62 homes, did you have several rating companies uh, rating them for you? What was the army that attacked that? One of the 20, I guess the 2019 resident fellows, Elizabeth Sanfilippo with Eco3, was our sole hearse rate on the project. Wow. And Elizabeth worked her tail off and did a fantastic job on this project. Very proud of the work she accomplished. Excellent. Excellent. Good to hear that. Very nice tie in there. Okay, so let's flip over to Tim and have him explain the Pulte Home Project. Yeah, a lot of similarities with the Alabama Project and the Georgia Power Project with some differences that I'll kind of outline. And I think it's really going to be useful for us as a Southern Company Research and Development Project to help us understand uh, really different facets of this project. But our partner, builder partner is Pulte, uh, Pulte Homes, which is a large national builder and they've been a great partner with us they share their both the companies are headquartered in atlanta by the way we share similar core values focus on the consumers and they're very interested in pairing the latest in the smart home technology with energy efficiency so nothing like this in the state of georgia so far so this has been really they've been really great partners with us but this project is a little different and these are townhomes 46 unit townhomes as a part of a larger project that they're starting in Atlanta's Upper West Side. And so it's a little bit different than the single family detached project. Another difference is that while the Alabama project has a microgrid, these will have individual rooftop solar installations and in-home battery storage as well. So we're going to be able to study uh, from that perspective, a uh, customer driven approach on that and get a lot of feedback from them with regard to that, that those differences. And we are starting a little later than, than rentals for a lot of various reasons I won't go into, but really we are starting, actually started construction the first of the year, and we're actually about to have our first homeowners move in, actually closings tomorrow into next week, and we, we really, things are really accelerating. We're really excited with the details as far as some of the energy efficiency piece, which I know the audience is probably particularly interested in. We've been very gratified to see that the energy efficiency piece is very, feedback's been very great. The first HERS rating actually for the first unit that we tested was going to come in around a 38. Air changes per hour, 2.9, which is pretty strong. Our package, our insulation or the envelope package is not as robust as, as Alabama's, but really paying attention to the details, as you well know, in this space, you really have to, to make these homes energy efficient. It has the same t um, equipment in the home as far as heating and cooling. We've got A.O. Smith uh, as our partner in the, uh, in the water heating. So we have the heat pump water heater. Linux is our partner with regard to the heating and cooling equipment. We've got, you know, again, Sean mentioned Oak Ridge National Laboratories. They're going to be helping us out with the optimization platform of how these units can be optimized as far as energy usage. Ecobee is involved as well. We've got LG Kim who's doing the battery storage, Hannah Solar with the, the solar. So just a myriad of partners, as Sean alluded to, 
it's been a very challenging uh, project, but also very gratifying in that uh, we're starting to see some results. And the homeowners that are going to be moving are very excited about the prospects of understanding this new technology that we're looking at. It really kind of echo what Sean's saying. We're really hoping to learn, allow us to better understand the behind the meter technologies, the rooftop solar, the controllable devices, the in-home battery storage, and really look at maybe what ways we can develop programs and services to help meet our customers' evolving needs. Because, you know, in the technology we have even today, it's just ever-changing, and we're really hoping to look at that future look and see what customers are going to be looking for and how we can better serve our customers. It sounded like there, for both parties, for both of you fellows, it was, there was an excitement from the consumer to get engaged. Absolutely. I'll kind of echo, and this sounds like the same, similar story. Pulte, we did engage the prospective homeowners in some presentations to tell them about what we're looking at, what we're doing. And again, they're getting the same benefits in exchange for some of this upgrade of equipment. They will be doing that research for two years, so they understand that. and They understand that moving in. That very much a, a high demand for this. Not all the units are sold so far, but they could have, quite honestly. But Pulte is trying to control the amount of contract signed so to kind of keep up with uh, changes in the construction process. So they could have actually sold all of them probably in the first weekend when they open these up for sale, quite honestly. But there's a waiting list for the balance of the units. I think over 30 have been sold to date. So those will be, when they release them, Pulte releases them, they will be sold pretty quickly. So they understand what we're trying to do. Research is is a large driver of this project. And again, we're collaborating with Southern Company R&D and with all these partners to better understand what we need to do moving forward. So a lot of excitement for the homeowners. Again, both of your projects are living labs or research projects, and and research always means data. I'm going to flip this question over to Sean, because I think you probably have more data and that you're approaching a year of occupancy. What are you seeing in the data? So one of the things with data, as I mentioned earlier, utilizing the HERS index and the energy modeling component of that, we had quite a few of one four plan in the neighborhood. And what was amazing to see is when you look at one individual house that times 29 times, you'd think that the data and the energy usage would be fairly similar. One thing that we found, and we all know this, is consumer behavior drives energy usage. And so while our baseline was flat, we had consumers in the same floor plan that was using up to 50% more energy and 50% less energy than what the model showed. But on average, when you compare uh, some, the savings from a smart neighborhood home to a baseline neighborhood here in Birmingham, built at about the same time, we're looking at real-world savings of about 44% in kilowatt hours. And that's fairly significant. Seeing a peak reduction of about 16.1% uh, in the summertime. And then more importantly, you know, Alabama Power is a winter peaking utility. We're seeing a 34.2% winter peak reduction, which is a drastic reduction and something that could really benefit a utility like ours. Those are good things that we've learned from the project. Also, when you start looking at who our customer is on these homes, about half the folks were in that 31 to 40 age group that purchased homes, and then the other half were 51 plus. So there was a pretty good dispersal of, of age group among our customers. About 80% were married, 19% were single, have had a, a large already customers that had graduate degrees and four-year degrees. So we've pulled a lot of the demographic into this project as well to understand a little bit more about customer behavior based on demographic. But what we learned from this will not only be used for you know, high-end homes, but also how do we incorporate these technologies into low-income and uh, what does that look like to help customers down the road, all customers down the road, not just one class. 
just to clarify, are both these home sites, these villages, are they all electric or is there any other fuel on site? For Alabama Power, we are an all electric neighborhood. The only gas that is on site is for the microgrid. We do have a natural gas generator at the microgrid that can cover about a third of the energy usage of the neighborhood, if indeed, but it is an all electric neighborhood. Altus is all electric with the exception of uh, gas cooktop. So there is gas into the, into the project, but that would be the only uh, appliance that we would have for the gas. Everything else is total electric. So just personal note here, I'm building an all-electric home here in Pittsburgh, where I'm located, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And this is just so intriguing with all the different features and facets in the smart home. And I'll be doing a heck of a lot of monitoring, too, but it'll just be one. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Hey, and I wanted to go ahead and share, I meant to mention this when we were talking about the partners. One of the integral parts is we're talking about there's three major components for our project, as well as Alabama's, the home automation, the DER, the energy efficiency. We've had a great partner, a longtime partner with Georgia Power Inside Building Solutions with David Goulding and his team doing a great job of providing leadership and guidance for us there on, on the energy efficiency piece. And they are a great partner of Georgia Power's, have been for many of years, but uh, wanted to, to acknowledge them and tell them as far as their thanks for their participation in this project. And their role again, it was in what aspects? HERS rating. They're providing the HERS rating and giving us guidance on the energy efficiency piece. We partner with them through our programs, our other programs that we have at Georgia Power for a number of years. And David is just a great partner for us. It has been for a number of years. Are you gentlemen aware of any other projects like this elsewhere? Any other utility systems, any other projects come to mind? I don't think, Sean, maybe we do attend conferences nationwide, but I'm not aware of any at this point that would, involve this scope and this reach as far as what we're trying to do from various angles as far as the home automation, coupling it with the DER as well and the energy efficiency at all. Sean? I agree with you, Tim. You, know, you see a lot of high-performance home neighborhoods and research projects and connected components, but you don't see all the components coming together like, like we have showcased both the Alabama project and the Georgia project. So we're, we're kind of proud of where we're at with, with both projects and then the findings that we'll find from it. And we're hoping to really learn, again, we're at the leading starting point, but we fully expect a lot of the same results. I know Sean was talking about a 40% reduction in energy. I think we're modeling along the same lines as far as these projects. So this time next year, we should have a good amount of uh, research and data to validate that. So we're excited about that aspect of it as well. And you together gave a presentation at the recent ResNet conference. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yes. So those slides, the slide deck should be available. I will include links in the show notes because you obviously shared them publicly at that conference and you'd like the other people to see those too, right? Sure. Cool, cool. So let me um, ask both of you one simple question. Oh, actually, it's a two-part question. And I'll go to, to Tim first. What was the most challenging aspect? And then the second part is the most unexpected thing that came. The challenging part of it, I think, is really getting not that Pulte and, and some of the other project team or partners in this project was a challenge to work with, and it's certainly not, but just trying to understand we're adding a lot of components to this building process that they typically don't do in a normal building construction process, adding elements that we're dealing with, the energy efficiency component, the home automation, and really, the solar and the battery is the, really the major parts. Of it. So really trying to get that integrated and 
helping them understand the process there so we can have a great outcome. They've been great to work with and very patient as we work through some learning curves. That is the, I think the challenging part is just integrating these pieces that normally don't come into a normal building process. The next question, I'm sorry, pleasant surprise or? Interesting thing that was unexpected. I think the interest, I knew we were going to have some interest in this. I thought we were going to have a lot of interest from consumers, but they really, I think, have exceeded my expectations on the interest level, especially the distributed energy resource piece of it. Very, very curious to see how that's going to work and how it's going to help them save energy and help augment and optimize their energy usage and their experience as far as the home is concerned. So I think that was, I think it was one that exceeded my expectations anyway. Yeah. And going back to the challenging aspect, the integration, we always talk about house as a system, and that's a concept that's been around for three decades, maybe longer, but this is even more intricate, more challenging. I, I can see that. Absolutely. And, and again, Pulte has had a history of building high-performance homes. They've done net zero out in California, but here in, the, in, the, in our market, they've embraced it and they've actually participated in some of our energy efficiency programs on the new market side. But when we're trying to take it this to the next level and try to get down to a, a air changes per hour of around three or less, that's a challenge. And they've been very great to work with as we try to get to that point. Okay, Sean, challenging and unexpected. Your take. So from a challenge, I would echo Tim is trying to bring a, a bull that has done, been very successful in their career, in the process that they build, and then someone third coming in basically and saying, hey, we're going to change the entire process of everything that you do on this project, and I hope you're willing to allow us to do that. And they said, yes, with open arms you are, but you got to hold our hand through the entire process. So we had had some on-site help. Jim Gouldsby, who was on, on our team, uh, was in field day-to-day with the framers, the insulators, the, the Hearst Raider, the HVC contractor make sure that this house as a system as we had designed and spec came together. And so that works really well. But as you know, with trade partners, and sometimes you have turnover of folks in the field, it was a constant education from the beginning to end of the project. And so that was a challenge. That was an initial challenge. And the market just really bouncing back here and labor being hard to find. We had times that we were getting behind schedule on certain things that we had to keep things moved on it. So to hit their timelines, this 11th build-out timeline, I think that was a challenge. And to add on to what Tim said, what one of the most rewarding aspects of the project to me was as a utility, a lot of times we have a tendency to, to move a little slower than most and to be able, and I think this is in Tim's arena as well, but to see a utility come together with all the internal stakeholders, internal partners in a very short period of time to be able to pull a project off like this with their internal partners and their external partners and everybody come out at the other end smiling, that means a lot. And the programs that are going to come from it, the information from all this research, you know, how we can better serve our customers in the end, you know, it is going to be a very rewarding piece. It'll make all blood, sweat, and tears worth it. And I'm sure there was a little, both of those elements. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. And really, to kind of circle back and echo what Sean was saying, too, it, being part of uh, Southern the Company is really known for the innovation and in, in leading the way on building the future of energy. We're really glad and proud to be a part of a project like this that's really going to impact the future, our future customers. What does it look like? What can we do to better understand the future needs of our customers? It's just a small piece of it, but again, I think it's a great step for us to be proactive and learn what customers are looking for. It's evolving. We know it's evolving. It's going to continue to evolve. What can we do 
to better meet the needs of our customers. Well, this is fantastic. I learned a lot here today, and I think our listeners did too. Any closing thoughts, gentlemen? Sean, first. Bill, I just want to thank you for the opportunity. I want to thank Alabama Power for the opportunity to be a part of a project like this. As we see how, how the future of energy is constantly evolving, we want to be a player in that market and better understand our customers and better serve our customers in the end. And what better way for doing it uh, by actually getting involved in creating this lab and collecting the data and sharing it? Fantastic. Tim, closing thoughts? The same here. We really uh, appreciate the opportunity to share our story and talk about what we're doing here. And like I said, we're just uh, looking to provide innovative energy solutions for our customers. And projects like this Smart Neighborhood Projects for both of us really going to help us go a long way to looking at how we can better serve our customers. And we do appreciate the opportunity. Very good. And I think there's, again, what I see is two really hopeful, shining aspects is the consumer interest and then the interest of the, the utility and the builders to get together and to tackle this difficult problem of integration and to work through it uh, as partners. So congratulations to you all and the partners involved in this. Well, we're going to wrap up here today in Res Talk, and we want to thank again the Southern Company for Tim Carter and Sean Ritchie coming here to talk about their projects and the homes of the future. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for listening in to this topic with Sean and Tim as we talked about the house of the future. I want to give you a quote or thought for the day. This is by John F. Kennedy. Change is the law of life. And those who look only to the past or present are certain to miss the future. If you're a pro in the building market, surf on over to resnet.us professional or follow ResNet on Facebook or Twitter, Twitter at ResNetUS. If you want to feedback to ResNet on what you heard here or would like to hear a new topic covered or just have a general question, please send an email to info at resnet.us. If you're not subscribed, please do so. As always, thank you for listening to ResTalk. Thanks for listening to the ResTalk podcast. This podcast is hosted by Bill Spohn, produced by Brian Orr, and is a production of ResNet, the Residential Energy Services Network. The best way to listen to this podcast is to subscribe on an iPhone using the podcast app or on an Android device by downloading the Stitcher app and searching for ResTalk. If you are willing, a review on iTunes of the podcast app will help others find the show and would be very much appreciated. We look forward to talking again soon on ResTalk. <laughs>